enough is enough. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Welcome to the Friday plane. It is Mike Wimacher, joined now by Johnny Molson. Good morning, sir. Hey. How are you? How's, Good, how are you? How's your uh, 2024 starting out? I, you know, I can't complain. Am I on? Yeah, you're oh, okay. on. Oh, you, oh, oh wait. I just, yeah. I just can't hear him. I need to hear me. I know you do. I, that... I hear plenty of you. I hear none of me. There, there we go. go. Thank now you. you can hear you. God. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's on me. That's <laughs> on me. How else will I know how awesome I sound if I don't hear me in my Correct. headphones? Correct. But 2024, <laughs> out to a good start? Uh, yes, the first five days have been absolutely flawless. Have you have you gotten any of those people like, I can't believe I haven't seen you in over a year? I have not. I don't associate okay. with those people. That's true. That's right. We, we established before New Year's. Year's Eve, that if anyone says that to you, you just don't associate with them going forward. Well, you're, you, the start of your year better than this gentleman. This guy is a customer at a Florida Dunkin' Donuts, um, and he's accused the coffee and donut company of negligence. He brought this lawsuit uh, Wednesday of this week. He claimed that a toilet in the bathroom exploded on him. Ooh, wow, really? Yeah, so uh, Paul... How does that happen? I don't know. That, that's... I mean, pressure builds up, I guess. But even if it gets clo- the drain gets clogged that much, it doesn't just explode, right? There's got to be something that's yeah. that's going on with the actual sewer line. I don't and, know, and I don't uh, know. I don't know if it's on Dunkin' Donuts. So here's what uh, old Paul Kerouac <laughs> says: He's seeking more, and this seems low. He's seeking more than a hundred thousand dollars for severe and long-term injuries. And emotional and mental distress as a result of being covered in human feces, urine, and debris. That's more than a hundred thousand dollars, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh, so, are we when you say explode? I mean, are we talking porcelain, porcelain shrapnel? <laughs> Possibly. Here, here's according to court records, employees told the man that they knew about the problem with the toilet from previous incidents. So, oh wow! So they're like, yeah, you're running your own risk there, bud. There's yeah. been some incidents already. Uh, the man, quote, requires mental health care and counseling <laughs> as a direct result of the trauma experience in the restroom mm-hmm. at the defendant's business and from continuing trauma following. You can never go into another public restroom again, right? What I'm really most interested in, and I don't know why, is the amount of time, because your first reaction is, oh my God, something just exploded. <laughs> and that's very harrowing. Yes. Uh, and at some point, as... You know, the porcelain dust is settling in the bathroom and your ears stop ringing. You also go, my God, something just exploded and I'm covered in poo. <laughs> right. You know, so, so at some point it, it, it be, it's like a, it's like a double whammy. You know what? I never thought of it that way because of it, course you didn't. Because my initial thought was you'd be like, "What is dripping all over me?" But you're no. right. The initial the shock explosion. of an explosion is what first takes you away, yeah. and then it's after the fact of I'm covered in feces. Yeah. The first one and is life threatening. The second one is life changing. It, it certainly is because now you would be, pardon the pun, you'd be gun shy to go into any other yeah. public restroom. But he's only seeking $100,000. That seems incredibly low for being covered in poop and pee. Yeah, and they've got all that donut money. They can... <laughs> they got they got money. They got a lot of money there, the old Duncan. Donut they got a lot of Duncans around there. Now, he also claims that the Dunk, uh, that Duncan failed to maintain the toilet. Obviously, someone yeah. failed uh, for it to explode like that or warn him beforehand. But in the lawsuit, though, it does say that... Uh, they that uh, employees told the man they knew about the problem with the when he walks out, covered in poop, and they go, yeah, yeah, we, we finally kinda, happened, finally happened. We kind of do that. The guy, <laughs> call call that guy. <laughs> I just feel like man, a hundred thousand. He's aiming too low. Like there's all these frivolous lawsuits where people are asking for a million dollars. Like I think what isn't there emotional trauma? Uh, some woman is suing Reese's. Yeah. Over the pumpkin Reese's, not because of your problem with it, of the wrong kind of equation between. Yeah. yeah. No, this one is upset because there was no smiley face on <laughs> the Reese's, even though they showed it in the package. So there's so many frivolous lawsuits sure. that go for billions of dollars. This guy had an exploding toilet and ended up covered in human waste, and he's only asking for a hundred grand. He's got a lousy lawyer. That's very true. He aimed way too low. You gotta, you gotta settle for higher. If you had to endure, because then, on top of okay, things exploded. Now I'm covered in poo. 
How, how do you do you take an Uber home? Do you drive yourself? Like, do you have a friend come bring you more clothes? Like, yeah. how do you get home from that situation? I mean, I, in in my mind, he he just went into emotional trauma right there and then. Oh, you have to. Uh, and probably went into a catatonic state and had to be uh, ambulanced out. I think that's the only way to go. I imagine they had to land a helicopter on the Dunkin' Donuts yeah. and pull that guy out of there. Well, and they wouldn't rubble. Yeah, and they don't even put, they don't even put him in the helicopter. They just yeah. let him hang off the helicopter to kind of air out as they go. <laughs> and so poor people in the neighborhood get some of it dropped yeah. on them as they go. That's intense. There are people in Gaza right now going, "Boy, that guy's got it bad." Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. I will, I will, well, because they're filled with poop. <laughs> that's why I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. That's nothing but you know human feces and urine all over that their was shoes. A joke, by by the way, I don't want to lighten your, up, Francis. I don't want to get your stupid from the river to the sea phone calls. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Yeah, we're not going to take Idiots. any of those. Yeah, <laughs> it is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson. We will take a break. When we come back. What a wonderful segue. I'm I'm hoping we just uh, we are going to talk about the Palestinian conflict. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I want to say right here and now. No, I, we were going to talk about favorite breakfast foods, which is a perfect segue after talking about a guy covered in feces. <laughs> Keep I'm a glad, theme going. Exactly. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad everyone may have just sat down to their breakfast. Yeah. They're like, I'm going to turn on the radio, see what's going on. Oh, what a wonderful visual of a toilet exploding and a man covered in feces. Hamburger. I don't know if I choose that as a favorite breakfast food. A hamburger. That doesn't seem doesn't seem right to me. With a big old fried egg on top? Uh, I guess, but still, I don't think hamburger is uh, as a breakfast food. 217-629-7970 is the phone number to join in the conversation. Mike Wimacher alongside Johnny Molson. And Ask Reddit throughout the question of what is your favorite food to eat for breakfast? I guess hamburger could be your answer. Sure. But that doesn't, that's that's not the favorite for me. And I, I'm trying to, th- like, if I have to pick a favorite food for breakfast, unfortunately, a majority of the time, even though we know breakfast is supposed to be the most important meal of the day, isn't the breakfast most just kind of eh, whatever meal of the day? It's like, I'm just going to grab a granola bar. Or I'm going to grab this. Like, we don't really put a lot of thought and effort into breakfast on a consistent basis. Uh, uh, yeah. I. Uh, it's just kind of whatever's available. We're like, okay, I know I need to eat something. Yeah. I'm just going to grab this. I'm a protein shake guy. Oh, look at you boast. No, that's not, I'm not boasting. It's very lazy, but it works. Um, I used to be a cereal guy. Yeah. For the longest time, it was it was cereal, and then I realized at my age, I shouldn't be eating a combination of Frosted Flakes and Cocoa Krispies together. Probably not not the best way to go. But 217-629-7970, what's your favorite breakfast food? If I have time to sit down and kind of put together and plan out a breakfast... I kind of really enjoy like a freshly made waffle. Oh yeah. Don't you know, don't give me the don't give me the one you put in the toaster. I don't have any use for your egos or anything like that, but a nice a nice well made waffle. A mm-hmm. nice proper waffle, fresh from a waffle maker. Well. Um, and I will go a little bit off the board. I will go with Nutella and like fruit on it instead of like the normal syrup. But you're not a you're not a plate of eggs and bacon kind of person or anything like that. I've never had I've never learned that skill of making scrambled eggs. I know it's not difficult. <laughs> I never. I, That's I know, the easiest of the eggs. I know. I know. You just it, make a mess with them. <laughs> I've never, but I've never attempted to make them. Oh, it's Be, really of all the eggs you can make. I know. One. I know it's the easiest one. It's the idiot egg. It, it is the idiot egg. Yeah. Uh, that's the only one I could attempt to make. There's and somebody right now in their kitchen listening to us making idiots eggs. <laughs> I love how that. They, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna now. <laughs> next, going, time, oh. next time when I go out to to to, to breakfast somewhere. How'd you like your eggs, egg, sir? It, I'd like it, idiot. Idiots. What does that mean? Scrambled to idiot <laughs> eggs. Thank you very much. Uh, a poached egg is really. You just walk in. You go. Bah, 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 bah. I there, see. They're scrambled. Well, on, on Christmas Day. That's all you do. On Christmas Day, I made pancakes, and my father-in-law made scrambled eggs. Yeah. And I. No offense to him. I thought, if this guy can do it, I probably can, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people just- sitting at Sunrise Cafe right now, <laughs> and they can hear the short order cook through the window going, <laughs> Is that why normally it's just the fallback of, of it always comes with scrambled eggs because those are idiot eggs? They're the yeah, easiest to make? Easiest thing you can do. So let me ask you this. If, if scrambled eggs is idiot eggs, what are powdered scrambled eggs? Because sometimes you don't get the actual real eggs. You get, like, the powdered eggs people talk about. Well, that's gross, yeah. Okay. 
So that's, that, is that even more idiot than idiot eggs? I guess. That's terrible, by the way. Yeah, the powder, you can tell the difference. I, uh... I travel a lot now in my current Oh, so you're going to get all the different continental breakfasts? Yeah. You're going to give us a review? <laughs> the, the free breakfast you get at the, uh, at the hotels is a, a, a platter of very wet powdered eggs because they've been sitting there in you, that, under that dome yes, it's with, with pretty the gross. condensation dripping down on it. Is the bacon even done in those half the time? I'm a crispy bake, 217-629-7970. I am like my bacon almost burnt. Are you? I got no use for limp bacon. <laughs> yeah, if it's if it's all rubbery and yeah, there there there's kind of a sweet spot between. It has a little life to it, but it has some it has some rigor. My my father-in-law says he wants it crispy but still pliable enough to wrap around his finger. <laughs> Does he do that? I would hope not because that seems like you would burn the hell out of your hand. <laughs> He's like a kid eating eating candy. He just pokes it on his finger. Yeah, it's like check this. Yeah, whoa. It's like, so. like a kid eating olives. What's your What's your take on French toast? Oh, I love French toast. You do? That is that is usually if I'm at a new restaurant that I've never been at before. It's like I got to try your French toast. Really? I love French toast. See, I don't. I, I have no use for French toast. Why is that? I don't. I, I just. It's. It, 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 there's a very small window for it being too soggy and eggy to it being burnt. Like, uh, like, you have to be more vigilant when it comes to your French toast. Well, you're going I think to the that, wrong French places. Well, I don't go to very many French places. I guess I'm going to the wrong place for French toast. But yeah. I, that, that's usually, uh, that out of, of all the things uh, I choose, That although I will say, I don't mind a French toast that goes off the board. Like a cinnamon roll French toast? Mm-hmm. No. I, I don't mind that. I am a master at French toast. Oh. Come to my house some Sunday morning. I will okay. Make you, I will okay. make you a French toast that will make your mother cry. And idiot eggs? Yeah. And no, idiot, no, no. I, I, know, I know how to make eggs. That's the thing. I'm well, gonna, what's your preferred method? Um, over medium. Okay. So, what What is the difference between over medium? By the way, let's talk eggs. Yeah. Now Saturday mornings on WMAY. Uh, what's the difference between that and over easy? Well, over easy, the yolk is still gooey. Okay. Mediums, and, and, you got a running. little stiff yolk. Yeah, and the the yolk is more solid. Okay. Over medium. Okay. How about poached? I've had poached eggs before. Those yeah. those are pretty good on top of um, my basic ass avocado toast. Yeah, that's a little too close to raw for me. It kind of is, but there's something about even the white is still a little jiggly. Yeah, there's <laughs> there, there's something about the just the satisfaction though of the of the yolk going all over and kind of integrating into the rest of the uh, the avocado toast. Yeah, with the right uh, with the right toast and uh, you 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 do you need <laughs> you need some dip in yolk. <laughs> you do need some dipping you know, yolk. If you got a nice, uh, if you got some nice toast there, and uh, you want some extra yolk running down the side, yeah, for, for yeah, dipping. Exactly, you need a little dipping yolk. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. What is your favorite breakfast food? As a kid, it was always cereal. Can't imagine like Gordon Ramsay tuning in right now and going, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> yes. I cannot believe what they're saying. <laughs> Just go make me some idiot eggs, Gordon. <laughs> Get back there and do something worthwhile. All right. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 you know, growing up, we didn't really, it was, it was pretty much cereal and my mom would make, like, I didn't really do fast food breakfast growing up because my mom was just like, why am I going to pay for stuff that I could probably make? And as I got older, um, I started fast food. Have you ever had, I've never had a Taco Bell breakfast though. I've never been, I've never been gutsy enough to go to Taco Bell and try the Taco Bell breakfast. I just, I just don't know no, what I'm in for. You got to live for that for the rest of the day. Right. Well, no, th- yeah, that's the thing no about escape. it. There's it, Now I, now if I go to an actual like uh, Mexican restaurant and for a brunch or something, chilaquiles, the breakfast nachos, as it were, delicious. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if I can extrapolate that into Taco Bell and ex- and expect the same kind of quality product. Hi, you're on WMAY. That's a ham and cheese omelet. A ham and cheese omelet. Just the, the tried but and true. I hate grape nuts. Why do they have that cereal? Grape nuts are rough, man. Yeah, I don't know why that is even considered a cereal. They're just like, I don't know. We got all this leftover crap that we couldn't put in anything else. Let's just throw it in a bowl of milk. There's no way to make grape nuts work. No. No, there isn't. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, grape nuts are terrible. That and mucilix was also bad, too. Yeah, I'm going to sound 79 years old when I say this, but I really like oatmeal. I've never had enough. There's a texture problem for me with oatmeal. I just, I've seen it, and it's just so gloopy, and just kind of, you, you got to go to the right oatmeal places. 
You gotta get. Oh, a good, you gotta get. Not a good, just the instant oatmeal that oh, you made. No, not, not the no, Quaker. The not the, the Quaker oatmeal is terrible. Not the no, Quaker not, oats. Not you, you, some proper. You make the yeah some Quaker oats, but not the instant or the quick oats. You've got to get the. You know, it, it's so funny because. They're called quick oats or instant oats or anything. Even making them from oats is like a five-minute process. It's not... But, Johnny, I don't have time for that. I got to get I out understand. the door. I, I want my... Do you just like... So do you flavor it on your own, like throw different things in, or do you per, prefer like, uh, I don't know, the apple cinnamon or the maple or whatever the hell, the no, different I, flavors? I said oatmeal. Why did I did that involve oatmeal and, uh, and I'll put some cranberries in there. Okay, okay. Yeah, so nice. you got a little something because just oatmeal itself seems, seems like eating baby food. That's no. what I always see. It it's just seems like baby food. It's got to be done right. Okay. It's got to be done right. All right. Man, no wonder you don't like breakfast. Yeah. You've been, I, eating, I, you've been eating idiot breakfast. I've been eating, for a very long time, I've been eating <laughs> idiot breakfast. Don't get me started on the Nutrigrain bars that I eat sometimes for breakfast. <laughs> like, yeah. a, like a hamster. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. I, I made the mistake one time. I thought I was grabbing apple cinnamon. I drew, grabbed apple carrot. <laughs> Why is that a combination? I have no idea. It shouldn't but, be a flavor. But I felt like I got my fruit and vegetables, and I felt healthy because it's got Nutra in the name. That's true. So, there you go. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson. Take a break for news. When we come back, we will also revisit childhood of commercials that have stuck with you. Things that... Let you turn things on or off from anywhere in the room. Just plug in the clapper and a television. Plug lamp, in the stereo, clapper. Almost anything you want to clap on and off. Clap on. Clap off. Clap on. Clap off. The clapper. That old lady just sitting in her bed, oh, clapping yeah. there at the end. She always looked mad. But yeah, she was always upset that she had to get up and, and clap. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson here on WMAY, 217-629-7970. The reason why I played that is the question at hand that Reddit threw out there is, what commercial has stuck with you since childhood? At 217-629-7970, the phone number. And the clapper was one of the ones that originally came to mind for me because not only is it catchy, does it stick in your mind, yeah. but it was that old lady and just the way she would... She clapped so oddly, too. She'd be like... Like, everyone didn't clap normal in that commercial for the clappers. They had a weird way of clapping, yeah, so it stuck with me all the Yeah, I, I work with somebody who uh, makes an interesting point that commercials, songs, movies, they are a way that we mark time. And so there yes. is a thing when you find something like that on YouTube where you go that and and a lot of it is these um these these really weird off commercials. It's you know yeah, we all remember like the big, you know, the jingles and, and right, yeah, old yeah. McDonald's commercials and everything. Um but uh, but it is these weird sort of midday commercials like the clapper or any, anything that has an 800 number attached to it. Yeah. Um, well, do you remember? And 217-629-7970, want to hear from you. Commercials that have stuck with you since childhood. To the same point of... It might the, be one with me in it. It could very well be for some people. Uh, drive safely now. Yeah. Um, the, the, but similar to the Clapper, which is still a product that you can purchase places, mm-hmm. Chia Pet. Yeah. Stick, like, whenever I walk by... Uh, and happen to see as the as seen on TV aisle at uh, you know a certain drugstore, and there's Chia Pet. I don't know about you, but I immediately start going Chia 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 Chia. They're do, all. Do, 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 do. Yeah. I mean, you just they immediately it just it strikes a chord with you. And there you're is right. something a, about those really corn. Ball, and I think that must be what it is because it's such an it's such an oddball product that you're just drawn to. It's not something that you need. You don't need a clapper or a Chia Pet or no. or a pocket fisherman or you know any of the Popeil stuff. Right. Uh, but it's so bizarre you have to look at it some of the other example 217-629-7970 want to hear from you commercial stuck with you since childhood uh one that i had forgotten about is the i am stuck on band-aid brand because band-aid stuck on me i had i had forgot about that until i saw that someone had brought that one up and it was sung by kids mm-hmm. and in an off tone and just totally just not even there but when you when you say that, I immediately go back in time and go, I remember seeing that watching Saturday morning cartoons. That reminds me of two different, that's one of them, two different slogans that evolved over the years because the uh, Johnson & Johnson discovered that Band-Aid became a generic name, that anything was a Band-Aid. Right. So it didn't it, matter yeah, it, if, you, it, if you got Curad, you were getting a Band-Aid. Um, 
And so the original jingle was just, I'm stuck on Band-Aid because Band-Aid stuck on me. Uh, and then they then they thought, well, here's how we'll differentiate uh, from the other ones. We'll say Band-Aid brand. brand. So you've got to ask for it by name. Right, exactly. I want a Band-Aid. And the other one, real quick, people might remember, what, go ahead and get this, um, was um, Ace Hardware which was originally the place with the helpful hardware man. Uh-huh. And people said, oh, how, how, how dare, dare you? you? How dare you? Uh, and then it became helpful hardware man, and then this this dumb woman would come and go, and women. I remember like, that. Yeah, yeah, I remember and that. Then it be- and then it just became folks Folk. or something yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, it is, the folks. Hi, on WMAY. Hey, 588 yep. to 300. Empire. Yeah, the Empire guy. He was, he was, uh, that one stuck with us. Appreciate the phone call. 217-629-7970. And that caller what? recognized that, you know, did it without the 800 and without today at the end of That's it. The original was just, five. It was just yeah. a Chicago thing. Yeah, it was. It yeah. A national. Yeah, the guy with the mustache and he'd come in and check out your flooring. But what are some uh, commercials that stuck with you since childhood? Another example given. I've fallen and I can't get up. Mm-hmm. The, and that, that falls into that category of Chia Pet, Clapper, the life alert bracelet of I've fallen and I yeah. can't get up. Yeah, and there's 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 this weird kind of um, I don't know homemade feel to these commercials. They don't they yes. don't they don't look like Madison Avenue. No, they're they really kind of clunky. Yeah. Um, the actors are bad. Oh, uh, always. And for some reason that just sticks with us. The, if you grew up in the Chicago area, there was the one with Eagle Man, which yeah. you want to talk about homemade and terrible. That one, but it still sticks with you. You're like, oh, Eagle Man. Yeah. Hi, you're on WMAY. Good morning to both of you. Yes, a uh, big uh, uh, cartoon kid. So uh, how about the honeycomb hideout? Oh, that's oh, right. I, I wanted one of those. Who didn't want a honeycomb hideout? Yeah. yeah. I, I wanted a treehouse, <laughs> and I wanted it to be a honeycomb hideout. That's, right, exactly. That like the coolest thing in the world. And I still, to this yeah, day, but, know the jingle. Mm-hmm. I think we all do. I didn't even want to attempt it, so I'll let you go ahead there, Mike. Okay, well, honeycomb's big. Honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's not, not small. small. Take a caller. I got to hang up. Oh, it's like it's like Christmas vacation. Take it, Russ. <laughs> la 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 la. Um, there's there's certain commercials like for so Lucky Charms, right? We know magically delicious. Mm-hmm. It, it sticks with us. But there was one of them that was set in like prehistoric times, and the and the caveman said they're Uga Mega Iga Jiga. What? Yeah. That was and, a slogan? Yeah, that, and, and and then they would say, oh, that means magically delicious. No kidding. Yeah, I'll have to find that one during the break. I don't recall that at all. But every, but every once in a while, I remember that one. Yeah. And my wife just looks at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, it, trust me, it was a thing. And the, other, and, and the other one, too, that she looks at me sideways about was the don't you feel good about ha, 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 seven up. Oh, I, yes. I I still I still remember that one yes, from back in the day. Never will. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and you think about the amount of commercials we're exposed to as kids. I mean, we're exposed to a lot of them anyway. Right. But kids are just transfixed. Yes. Uh, and every toy, every hubba bubba, every <laughs> piece of cereal, everything uh, is just in our brains until we die. It yeah. will be there until we die. Another one that they brought up was uh, "Where's the Beef." Uh-huh. That was a big one. Uh, and of course, to that end, if I start to say to all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, to pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. See, boom! You just, you just know that kind of That's stuff. That's been gone so. for a long time. Yeah, but it, we still you you hear it just takes you right back. And uh, the other one is the we wear short shorts. From Nair, remember oh, that? Oh, Nair. Okay, I was trying yeah, to remember yeah, what yeah. the product was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that uh, Nair, and and of course the quintessential one, the first thing people come to mind when with commercials that uh, stuck with you since childhood. My baloney. Yep. Everyone knows which one that one is. Hi, you're on WMAY. Good morning. Uh, unless I haven't heard, how about the one we're all missing here? Uh, the Ostermeyer Wiener song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just did the I My Baloney. Yeah. Are we were in Oscar Mayer? Yeah. Oh, you did that one? I missed no, 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 that. no, 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 no. We were talking about Baloney. Yeah, we did the Baloney one. My Baloney had a first name, but yeah, the Wish okay. I. Oscar Mayer had a couple of them that you would remember. Oscar yeah, Mayer really put out the hits. They did. They had their own greatest hits album of commercial jingles from the Oscar Mayer Corporation. So. And I want to say. I could be wrong about this. I want to say the Oscar Mayer. Uh, Jingle was I don't know was it written by Neil Diamond or no, uh, one of them or Barry was, Manilow yeah. or something I mean there's a weird Manilow the, the, wrote a ton Man, of Man, them I think yeah. Manilow wrote Band Aids oh did he really I'm pretty sure that was a Manilow did he write also write by Menon 
<laughs> Hi, you're on WMAY. Uh, this is one that stuck out with me is the uh, baby back ribs from Chili's. Oh yeah, yeah. That that also made this this list of yeah. You can't you can't hear baby back and not start singing that. So here, check, right. check appreciate, this out. Appreciate the phone call. Um, here are Barry Manilow's, some of Barry Manilow's jingles. Uh, he wrote Like a Good Neighbor. He's still getting money off of that. Okay. Uh, stuck on Band-Aid. Uh, you Deserve a Break Today for McDonald's. Oh, that, that, was, that, that, that yeah, that campaign for like a while several, there. Uh, um, Incarnations ago. Yeah. Uh, da, da, da. Randy Newman wrote uh, I'm a Pepper, You're a Pepper. Oh, He's a pepper. She's a do? Pepper, yeah. Um, Dr. Pepper, we we didn't we didn't say that one. Tricks are for kids is another one that uh, will will stick in my mind forever. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. So, and any any Cocoa Pebbles ones, because of the uh, the Flintstones were all in, always involved with Fred and Barney. Doesn't it amaze you that Cocoa Pebbles and Fruity Pebbles is still? A, I don't know where I could watch the. If I wanted to watch the Flintstones right now, you where would I find, see it? Yeah, Boomerang maybe. I don't even know if that's still a thing yeah. from Cartoon Network. But yeah, yet they're still out there hawking the Cocoa and Fruity Pebbles. You're not wrong on that. It is Mike Wimock alongside Johnny Molson. We will take a break. We come back. Uh, we started the hour. It is Mike Wimocker, Johnny Molson with you here this morning on this Friday, January 5th. I found I found the uh, Lucky Charms commercial, by the way. Oh, this is the caveman uh, this is Lucky the ca- Charms? Yeah, this is the caveman one. So we'll give that a listen before we get into my bathroom dilemma. Time. time? That's it. I'll make a time tunnel and go back in time with the lucky charms. A crunchy old cereal with a rainbow of So he uses the time tunnel to get away from these kids. He's running through the tunnel. And now he's in prehistoric times. I said, this is back when commercials were quieter. Yes. Wait for it. A historic part of this nutritious breakfast. Ooga, mega, iga, jiga. See, they're ooga, mega, iga, jiga. So and, stupid. And that was from yeah. 1987. <laughs> uh, Ten-year-old me, it has stuck with me for the next 36 years that it was ooga, mega, iga, jiga. Wow. I still, to this day, can recite those exact words. Rolls off the tongue. It really kind of does. It's very catchy. I don't know why I didn't stick around for more than just that single commercial, to be honest with you. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Uh, here is the dilemma I had with a public restroom. Uh, a place that I I frequent from time to time, the wife and I, a restaurant, it has uh, a situation with the, with the men's bathroom where you have a urinal and a toilet. But there's no separation between. It's just it's an o- it's an open it's an open space room with urinal that should never happen. Toilet and then sink. Now here's the thing, and here's my dilemma: two one seven six two nine seven nine seven. Are you guys eating at a gas station? <laughs> no, we are not. Um, there is a lock on the door to mm-hmm. to once you go in, you can lock it behind you, which I always do. Sure, but the dilemma is technically. There is a situation to arise where if someone else needed to go number one, there is an other option for them to do so. So I guess my dilemma, 217-629-7970, is am I being a jerk for locking behind me when if someone had an emergency they really needed to go, they could not get in, even though there is a secondary option for them to use in that particular room? And what you're trying to prevent is somebody coming in and dropping trowel yes. and sitting down. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to prevent to the, the... There are those individuals who get a little too familiar and would would probably do that. And in the reverse, if you were if you were in that situation, if you're in the number two situation... You've got to lock number two. You've got to lock the door because, my God, how vulnerable is that when somebody swings the door open and there's no stall? Yeah, so I think, it, I think the dilemma is that if it's a number two that I would be doing, that's an automatic lock, mm-hmm. I think. I think everyone can universally agree, and 217-629-7970, you'd like to chime in on this. I think everyone can universally agree a number two is an automatic lock. But my situation is I've never, I've never number two, it's always number one, mm-hmm. and while I lock it, I kind of feel somewhat guilty... Because there is an opportunity, there is another empty vessel right. for someone to use. But I don't know if even if I were to walk in and someone was at the urinal, if I really had to go, I would probably still wait for them to exit said just single room. I, I've got two things, and I can solve your problem. Okay. All right. Lay it on me. Number one, this restaurant needs to be shut down. 
Okay. There's no excuse for that. Okay. I don't even think women would want there to be open stalls. Just, I mean, just, just toilets. Just there. an open toilet there. Right? That'd be okay. crazy. Yeah. But I mean, they're giving you the lock option. Okay. So that's one. So here's, but here's the solution. Okay. When you go in, go for the toilet. That way you've blocked a number two. Oh, okay. And the gotcha. only thing that can happen is, is somebody else, else going comes in to, okay. with a number one. Okay. That's, that's, that's the solution. That, that is interesting. That's yeah. an interesting solution there. See, we, by using the urinal, you've I've left opened, yourself open, open to the possibility if, that somebody might come in if and I take des- a crap. If I decide to keep it open instead right. of locking it, despite being number one, choose yeah. toilet you over block, urinal. you got to yeah. block the toilet. Gotcha. <laughs> Hi, you're on WMAY. How you doing, Colin, about the urinal? I believe that the uh, restaurant, if there's a lock on the door... That's indicating that that is for individual use. So you can go in there. It's it's the person. Uh, what are they going to be using? The mm-hmm. urinal or the stool? So anytime you've got a lock on the bathroom door like that, and you have those two options that are there, other than the stall doors, yeah. um, it's designed for individual use. So you're saying it's dealer's That's choice funny. if you want company or not. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Otherwise, the bathroom would have been created larger, yeah. which gave the option of stools with doors and multiple use. But you, you've got a door that's got a lock on it, and that was how it was designed for individual use. My I, opinion. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I, You know what? I think you're onto something there because, yeah, when you go into a public restroom and it has multiple choices, there's no lock on the door. Usually the lock on the door is only for the single use. My guess is, in fairness to the restaurant, is there probably was a stall at one time, and they had to remove it for wheelchairs. Oh, could be when ADA happened. That could be. Uh, and and it's still it's still a terrible situation. They should have just remodeled the whole bathrooms. <laughs> Hi, you're on WMAY. Good morning. I think Johnny hit upon part of what I was going to say. Also, I think it might screen. Uh, universal bathroom for whatever gender and you know you have people who will sit you have people who will stand and to me that screams individual use when you have a lock on the door and they can not have to have multiple bathrooms for different genders and like Johnny said you can have one bathroom that would serve the disabled as well so Mm To me, it sounds like just a cheap place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, the place needs to be shut down. The place needs Pre- to be shut down. Pre- appreciate the phone call. Uh, yeah, and, and I think, you know what, I think we stumbled upon a couple of things. One... If you want to, if you want a dealer's choice, you got it. You got to make sure you're covering the throne and not allowing that to be a possibility for anyone who may enter upon it. But if there's a lock in the door, just lock it, and you don't feel bad about it. And now, something to think about during the news is you walk in, everything's occupied except for the handicap stall. Is it fair game? Yeah, I, th- I we think we won't so. solve that problem now. No, not today. That's for a different conversation. <laughs> Send cards and letters to your congressman. Yes, exactly. I think that I think that's acceptable. You think so? Yeah. I, okay. it, it, it's always interesting. The, the, we'll have another discussion on just the openness <laughs> of restrooms because it's always interesting of when there's at sporting events or wherever it may be. There's always the line just stows for the urinal and stalls remain open. Even though you can don't use make, it for yeah, the that same make thing. doesn't sense, does it? No, it doesn't. For some reason, we just all stand there and go, well, I don't know. There may be somebody coming in with a blowout, and I don't want to be. It is WMAY. Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you here on this Friday morning. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Probably should have been more prepared for the top of the hour here. Why? Because now I'm searching for what I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, here it is. The Down in, once again, in Florida. This is kind of scary. This invasive frog is now permeated into uh, Georgia. Uh, it's a frog that can grow as big as a human hand and will eat anything that fits in its mouth. So, th- <laughs> so think about that just for a moment, if you will. First of all, a frog as big as your hand... And then it'll eat anything that fits in its mouth. It does not care if it is animal, vegetable, mineral. If it fits in the mouth, it just chomps down on it. And the uh, State Department of Natural Resources uh, started documenting the Cuban tree frog in the area in 2023 because they could cause major ecological damage. Okay. They said one wildlife wildlife official said the frogs probably are being transported. Uh, They're accidentally in breeding and retention ponds or standing water in the ditches. They may be coming from Florida, where the population is also growing to invasive levels. 
native of Cuba, the Bahamas, and Cayman Islands. A Cuban tree frog can measure more than six inches long. <laughs> Their colors vary from gray to bronze to olive green, and they have notably large toe pads. Can you imagine happening upon no. a frog? Just, just think about that for a moment. Happening upon a frog as big as your hand and then seeing it, I don't know, eating a squirrel. If it can get its mouth, uh, anything that fits in its mouth, it eats. Wouldn't that be a little jarring and disturbing to see a frog just go and just eat like a, a rat or a, or a mouse or something? Yeah, this is this reminds me of the Australian cane toads, which they brought to Australia, I think, to uh, eradicate some other pest that was going on. They thought, oh, we'll bring some toads here. The toads will eat these me- uh, you know, mosquitoes right, yeah, or whatever yeah, exactly, they were, right. um, and everything will be fine. Well, the problem is there's nothing in Australia that kills, the, t- that kills these toads. Oh, no. And so you talk about an invasive species. Um, a buddy of mine lives down there, and he said, you'll be driving home at night, and you'll hear under your wheels, pop, 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah, when they do their, mi- their migrating or whatever, where you see those pictures of them all over a road, like the road is just covered in toads. Yeah, and yeah, like you're, like, you're driving, like you're driving through a pile of leaves or something. You're trying to keep your car on the road uh, because you're driving through toad. Oh, God. <laughs> no, thank you. Killing them along the way. It's like, my God. I'm just thrown off. Like, it's just so bizarre of some of these species there that we have never seen yeah and then to just happen upon that out of no- like the first time someone sees that how do you then convey that to your neighbor or whatever be like i just saw a frog uh, this uh, a toad the size of my hand and you go what are you talking about yeah and it was eating a mouse like what get the hell out of here eating yeah. a mouse I, I think i think we have our sights set in the wrong direction i mean on one hand yes it's terrible when animals go extinct and we don't want that to happen but then there's all these other things just being invented yes. or, or that we don't even know about yet that find their way in it's like all right nature knock it off can you imagine you've if, done plenty can you imagine living in florida where they have you know the iguanas that fall out of the trees <laughs> when it gets too cold yeah. and can you imagine Waking up one morning, maybe a little bit on the chilly side, an iguana falls from a tree, and the next thing you know, you got this toad going, well, there's free lunch. And I've said it before, uh, this is my biggest argument for living in the Midwest. Very true. Nothing particularly weird here. You know, you get your occasional uh, raccoon or a... That's not weird, though. Garden snake or something, Uh, but nothing alarming you're not gonna, lives around here. There's really nothing terribly alarming. You're not going to have to worry about frozen animals falling from right. a tree on you. To your point, you're not going to have to worry about toads as big as your hand eating whatever they can fit in their mouth. If there's a spider in your house, it's not a life-threatening situation. Like in Australia, right. where they have the giant it, hand-sized or spider. Wherever, wherever tarantulas live. Yes, in the or desert. scorpions or something. You, you make a great point. The Midwest is kind of devoid of all that. You're, you're much safer from nature. I mean, I'm down in, in Texas area. a handful of times a year, and it's not uncommon that there'll just be a scorpion. It's like, knock it off. Get out of here, that scorpion. That sucks. Yes, that's not good. The worst- I found them in bathtubs before. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Uh, well, no. And in Florida, you have the iguana in the toilet or a snake coming out of the toilet. <laughs> you got yeah. alligators going everywhere. Yeah. Why everyone doesn't live here, I don't know. Yeah. You know, we get all these news stories about the mass exodus. You yeah. should be coming in here. What's that, the worst going to happen? A skunk is going to maybe spray you? <laughs> right. That's like the biggest uh, ad campaign I think the state of Illinois could do. It's like, come here. There's nothing weird. It's pretty much predictable. They You're should, not going to run into anything they, strange. They should play that like horror movie music. Be like, yeah. do you want to live where a lizard can bite you on the toilet? I don't need that hassle. Exactly. Or do you want to live where on. a scorpion can sting you in the yeah. shower? Come to Illinois. Come yeah, to the yeah. Midwest. It's like, oh, there's a spider. All right. Yeah, anyway, on with my day. Exactly. Moving on. That's like the worst that's going to happen. Call the authorities. Or, or a, a <laughs> raccoon getting in your garbage yeah. is about the worst thing that's that happened to you. But it's not, uh, nobody's died. Right. That we know of as of yet. Hi, you're on WMAY. So, random story, of of course. So, a raccoon actually came into my grandma's garage. And while they were prepping one of their free- freezers, it fell in and got shut. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, with that, my grandma then proceeds to go into the freezer and actually put stuff in it now since it's newly fro- frozen. And there is a raccoon standing up in the corner, frozen. Wow. And needless to say, she didn't die that day. Um, (laughs) So this thing tumbled in or jumped in when she wasn't looking? 
I guess. I am not really sure what happened. She just said that she was setting up a new free- freezer. And, you know, this is, a, a, yeah. of course, just random gra- granny stories. Right. Um, But, yeah, and apparently it got in and the <laughs> inertia or momentum or whatever, the force whenever it made that thud into yeah. the freezer. Shut it down. Top, shut it down and... He lived maybe, you know, another couple hours, uh-huh. and because Grandma just went back inside, because, of course, you know, back then, the freezers were out in the garage. Yeah, right. You wouldn't you wouldn't even think about it. I love it, the fact that it was standing right. up, like it was trying to get out, and it's like, ah, oh, In my it. mind, he's trying to push the lid open, yeah, and he, can't, he just <laughs> right. doesn't have enough raccoon right, exactly. muscles to do it, and he froze it, in place. And in, my well, mind, you know. and in my mind, it turned into a table inside the home. <laughs> uh, he stayed in the same way, though. That way. Taxidermy? No, we don't need any taxidermy. <laughs> that sucker's frozen. Oh, right, that's true. But, but, but yeah, instead of the story of Florida man or Florida woman, you know, just random trash panda freezes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for the phone call. That is EJ, by the way. Where he's going to go by Irvy Junior. That's ah, what we're calling him now. That. EJ on the on the radio. So Absolute. appreciate that. Uh, appreciate that story there. That that's awesome. Maybe the worst that can happen is you get a frozen raccoon in your in your freezer. Here in the Midwest. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson. We'll take a break. When we come back, you found an interesting question from Ask Reddit. Hamburg. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you here on this Friday morning, January 5th. Thanks for tuning in to WMAY. I do appreciate it. Don't uh, forget, new episode of the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast will be coming your way later on today. Love it. So... Find it wherever you find your podcasts. And like, share, and subscribe. Comment below. All so, of that. All that stuff. So this, this came to mind a few years ago. Uh, my daughter was pretty young, and we were watching a movie, and one of the characters says, I can't get through to the person. His phone's off the hook. And oh, she I'm sure t- that threw them for a loop. And she turns to me and says, what does phone off the hook mean? Uh, and it never occurred to me. So I mean, think about what you have to do at that point. You have First, you have to explain a dial tone. Correct. And why that's a thing. <laughs> there, there's actually... You have to explain a busy signal. Well, that it's funny you mention that because um, on when I'm on QLZ, there is a song at the end of it is a busy signal mm-hmm. that plays at the end of it. And I'm like, and it's a newer song. It's not an old song. Right. I was like, how does this artist even know about a busy signal yeah. or even a dial? Like, when was the last time you heard a dial tone? Yeah, I always know I'm dealing with an amateur commercial writer when they include a record scratch, and then somebody says something wacky, and then there's a rip of a. It's like that's no one, not, that's, no not one. A, that's not a sound that happens anymore. No, uh, no. So the question then becomes: Okay, we, you know, what is something from the '80s or '90s where if you said them to somebody uh, today, they would go, "I have no frame of reference." Uh, and just to give you some examples, things like nights and weekends, minutes. There was a time oh, God, where you, yes. had, you had to... You had I to, forgot about that. You had to plan long-distance calls yes. around the time of day when it was a bargain. I remember I remember that when I... Before I got... And this was, this was even the early 2000s mm-hmm. when I first got a cell phone. It was a track phone. So you had to pay, <laughs> you know, for your minutes. Yeah. And it, you're right. It was one of those things of like, where, but nights were free. So yeah. I'd have to wait to check in with my parents or whatever, it'd be like Sunday night, you would have to wait to call till like 8 p.m. so that you didn't burn your minutes from your track phone. Mm-hmm. But now we think about that. First of all, who's the la- when's the last time we called somebody? Because you're just texting or sending instant messages. But when was the last time you'd have to wait to be like, oh, I can't, you know, there's something yeah. big happening, but I got to wait four hours to call you so yeah. I don't get charged extra money. You had to, you had to plan your, your calls or even, even the fact that you know, th- then there was that chunk of time when there were, I don't know, five different long distance phone companies and you would put in a, a secret code to get th- that rate. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just bananas. It was absolute. None of it makes sense anymore. Dial up. Would would dial-up modem mean anything to anyone anymore? Does anyone actually use a dial-up modem anymore? Or or just the idea of saying, hey, get off the internet. I need to make a phone call. None of that. (laughs) None of what I just said makes any sense right now. Or get off a phone. I need to get on the internet. Right. That also would not make sense to them. Absolutely nonsense. That's that's complete nonsense. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. What are some of those things that uh, from back in the day that you were to say to someone today and they look at you like you have an arm growing out of your head? 
Do you remember getting fined if you didn't rewind a v uh, a tape before oh you? Oh my god! You would get like a two dollar fine. Do you remember when you would have to <laughs> buy a item that was specifically just for rewinding tapes? Did you ever have oh, that? Oh yeah, because, because you didn't you, want to burn out your you machine. Didn't want to, yeah. You didn't want to burn out your own VCR, so you had to eject the movie after you watched it. Then put it in another machine to rewind all of it. Then put that thing in the box. Then drive back to the place where you yeah. rented the per- particular movie. And to get f- to your point, find if it wasn't rewound. And by the way, I don't know anybody who burned up their VCR just by rewinding a tape. That was the thing. Was that you were gonna, yes? You're gonna burn out. You, you were gonna lessen the lifespan of your VCR by rewinding the thing that it does naturally. And I, I, I can't believe my parents fell for that dupe yeah. uh, of of buying the rewinder. And, and then it's like, oh, oh nope. Because I remember I made the mistake one time when we first got the rewinder. And I had been accustomed to just rewinding in the VCR. And so we watched whatever movie it was. Mm-hmm. And I went to rewind in the VCR. And I and I got the, stop! Yeah, what, yeah. Do you, like, what do you mean? What am I doing? We bought the rewinder now. <laughs> rewinder. Hi, you're on WMAY. But what did your rewinder look like? Was it a car? Was it an actual? Oh, yeah, that's yes. right. It was. We got the car okay. one. We got the car because one. You pushed in. It, yeah. Well, and what I ended up fi- finding out, because my parents did, did that, they just sent it off. If you break the tape, you had to buy it. Oh, that's right. And it was like 80 bucks <laughs> for depending on what you rented. It was a fortune to buy a movie. It was. Yeah. And But, of course, all the movies they rented were little kid shows. They were like, you know, $10 or what whatever but yeah so if you broke it obviously you know you break it you bought you buy it yeah, yeah. So they didn't they, they didn't want to ruin the tape so they never rewound it and paid the extra 50 cents <laughs> because then they had the car at the you know oh uh, that's right block, yeah blockbuster and so they did it anyway it was just, it just took an extra 45 seconds Interesting. Appreciate the phone call there, EJ. I don't want to. I don't want to brag, but there was a time in my life when I worked at Blockbuster. Ooh, you I you know. made it through the process. I never was chosen. Um, and <laughs> it was it was at this strange gap in time where, if you had a Blockbuster card from the Blockbuster that was at. South Grand and Fifth, it didn't work at the Blockbuster that was at North Grand and Fifth, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you had this, your uh, own specific store Blockbuster card. And I remember getting lectured by this guy saying, you know, with an Ethernet cable and you can uh, network these things together with the thing so that the thing will work. It's like, I don't, I just, I'm just, I'm just I'm a just guy working at the here. Did you, did you get your own shelf at some here, point? Take, take your, take your Lady Chatterley's Lover <laughs> video and get the hell out of here. Sylvia Crystal <laughs> and beauty school. Um, did you get your own shelf ever? Like the employee pick? Like this no, was Johnny's no, pick? No, I think that was that was that was before me. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah that's too bad. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things. From a friend, back some, somebody just the other day mentioned watching the Tom Hanks movie You've Got Mail, mm-hmm. and it suddenly occurred to me: it was like there was a point at time where you got email so infrequently that a voice would have to come out of your computer <laughs> to tell you that you have email. That's Could very you true. Imagine. Now, no, where you get five you've emails got mail, a you've minute. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. Shut up with all the spam. Boner pill. Boner pill. Boner pill. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to, you have to have different one going on there. Um, like it had, it had to tell you so that you could go look and see what kind of mail you got. One, one I think of right off the top of my head would be like I would always. There was a certain sliver of time that if I were to say this to you now, you would look at me like I have a, a third arm coming on my forehead. Mm-hmm. Sorry, can't can't hang out. Got to work on my paper on my word processor. Yeah. Which was a kind of the in-between a typewriter yeah. and a computer. It was the word processor. All it did was... It was a machine by itself. Yeah, yeah. it was a machine by itself where you would just type into it didn't go on the internet no. it did not have games it didn't have anything it, it just you didn't have to replace it you would just be, it would be hooked up to a printer and you would have your word processor and then you put a disk in and you would save your work there are a couple of things that I think we still say reflexively and I don't know that um, I, I, it still gets said but I don't think anybody puts any uh, definition to it is dial the phone uh, as if there was a round right, dial, dial that going you were t- yeah. twisting um, is where that comes from. Uh, and also roll down the window. 
Roll down your, you know, and again. You, yeah, you, that's in a long time since you rolled it down. Yeah. You just hit a button. Where there was a thing that you had to put your hand on and twist and crank. You crank it all the way roll, down. To physically roll, the, you, would, you would turn rollers to make the window go down. Um, and we still say that, but nobody's actually rolling anything down or dialing anything. No. Uh, you don't even, you don't even touch numbers on your phone. You just, there's a name and you just, you hit it and off it goes. Yeah. Can you imagine telling people to remember a phone number? Mm-hmm. Like to, to either write it down and have a Rolodex or to actually from memory. What was the last time from memory you, you made a phone call to someone? Oh, just from remembering their number? Yes. Yeah. To not, to not pulling up like in your contacts and just hitting call. When was the last time you had, you physically were like, okay. No. Now it's different when you like have to call a business that you don't normally call. But when was the last time of someone you actually were like, okay, I'm going to dial in their number from memory? Yeah. If I, if somebody dropped me in Siberia and I had to call my children, I don't know their phone number. You don't know your kid's phone I number? I don't know my children's phone numbers. Oh my goodness. I know my wife's phone number, yeah. and I know my phone number, but I don't know my sister's phone number. Yeah, the only number... I would be screwed. I have no idea what my sister's phone... I could call my house when I was a young kid, mm-hmm. and someone would answer there and be like, sorry, no one lives here that you know anymore, because you sold this house. Yeah. I know I, that phone number. I, I could... I know my ex-wife's phone number, uh, because... It was a phone number from a time when you had to know phone numbers. Right. I remember. <laughs> I remember there was a time when I when I, when I first started dating my wife twenty years ago, where I was completely. She was still in college. I was completely inebriated, mm-hmm. but somehow I managed to crawl to because I were, I heard her on an answering machine. There's another thing that people have no idea what it was. Like yeah, uh, they a call, machine. Yeah, yeah, a machine that would that would pick up the phone for think, you. Think of what a weird phrase that is. Answering machine. Yes. That's just, <laughs> when, when you think about that from the eyes of somebody who's 20 right now, that is a bizarre concept. That blows their mind. But I was able to, by memory, not only remember the 1-800 number to go to the calling card. There's another yeah, thing. The calling card, yeah, and then thing. I knew the calling card code and her phone number, all why inebriated. <laughs> Hi, you're on WMAY. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it's crazy the amount of numbers you, as a kid, you can remember that you had to remember. Um, especially like if you went to jail, <laughs> you right. got one call, yes. you know, you had to know a number to call. I don't know how that works now. I, I don't know either. In a long time since, you know. Can, anyway, can I still uh, make a what, collect call? Is that a thing? Can I make a collect call? I, I don't know how that works, but I don't know well, when I use those old phone numbers, because, you know, you remember all your friends' phone numbers because you kept them forever, like you said, Mike, till you moved out of them or the house yeah. got tore down. Yep. You kept that number forever. So as a child, you remember all your friends' phone numbers, right? I'm not entirely yes. sure what happens now if you dial zero. Is there an operator we'll, there? We'll, we'll, we'll try it. Okay. We'll try it after know, the but, break. But, but what, what happens is, those numbers I find handy for making up passwords these days. Oh, you know? I didn't you know, think of that. No one else going to remember them. I mean, you are you a know, savvy but SOB. Yeah, you are. God, hey. there's a there's a hot take, hot tip here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. There Pre- you go. Appreciate the phone call. You finally learned something listening to us two idiots. You could use you, those old phone numbers for your password. You could choose to sit in an area where people smoked. That was a thing you used to be able to do. That's right. You could deliberately smoking say, smoking. I would like to sit. And I always love to be like a five foot difference. Oh, be like, no I difference. prefer non smoking. No difference. I there prefer no non smoking. And then the smoke would still waft in no there. No such thing. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we will talk about uh, this Harvard psychologist has come together, has put together nine questions that if you. When I hear this particular, I feel like there needs to be like a recap of last week on The Golden Bachelor. Right. A rose was get. That's what it sounds like in the background. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson with you here on this Friday morning, reminding you that Mike and Molson, Too Good for Radio podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, new episodes drop every Friday. So a Harvard-trained psychologist has put together a list of nine questions that they say if you answer yes to any of these, you're more emotional secure than most people. Okay. All right. So I will, we'll go through these nine questions quickly. Play along at home. If you Remember, if you answer yes to any, any one of them, them you're more emotional okay. secure than most people are. All right. <clears throat> Number one, can you listen to different perspectives you disagree with? Yes. Yeah, I can too. I think that's a problem 
we a lot of people have is we can't. So I can listen to them. Doesn't mean I agree with them. Right. But I can at least listen to them. But you also don't like lose your marbles either. That's the no. thing. That's yeah. the thing that's so bizarre right now is if just another opinion exists, people, ah! yeah, people have pitch, pitchforks and torches. Yeah, and by the way, listen to all of that starting at 9 a.m. here <laughs> right, on WMAY. That's exactly what happens for the rest of the broadcast day. <laughs> Two of the biggest people, Clay and Buck. Um, number two. Remember, if you answer yes to any of these, you're more emotionally secure than most people. So they're already doing better than I most. They already feel great, yeah. Number two is, can you set healthy boundaries? They say emotional security is associated means. with knowing yourself and setting limits based on your values. Consequently, emotionally secure people can articulate how they want to be treated and set guidelines for how they will respond if those boundaries are not respected. Hmm. Probably not. Yeah, I don't. If I'm, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, I'm well, not fully sure I understand what that means, but I don't think I can. I, I, I yeah, I, I sometimes let things creep in more than they probably should. Uh, here is, can you admit when you're wrong? I can. Well, I'm, I, I, I've got, I'm more wrong than I am right yeah. half the time, so <laughs> that's pretty easy for me. In fact, my default setting is I'm wrong. Right. So I can definitely admit when I'm wrong because I rarely think that I'm right. Uh, number four. Do you know your core values and beliefs? That seems like a bunch of buzzwords. Do I know my core val? What am I, a corporation? Here at uh, the Mike Winmacher core, my core values and beliefs are... I don't know. I just I I try to be a good person. Yeah, I think that's about yeah. Is it, is that cause does that count as a core value? I I don't know. Yeah. They said, are you don't able? Don't be an ass. Yeah, that should be the value. Uh, are you able to communicate your perspective in a respectful way, even when others may strongly disagree? Emotional security associated with being authentic, knowing one's values, and acting in a way that's consistent with them in life situations. Then I would say I guess yes to that question. I do, and I think if anyone out there thinks I can't, screw you. I'm with you on that one. How dare you disagree with me? Uh, can you express negative emotions respectfully? So I guess what they're saying is... Like without flipping a table? Yeah, it means communicating your feelings in a respectful way that focuses on your internal experience. Often this is reflected by using I statements like I feel or I think instead of blaming others for your circumstances. I probably can. My my Achilles heel, though, is I'm really good with words. And you so are. I yeah. can kill you. Yes. With a sentence. Oh, God, yeah. And I just I do it And the often. best part is you you do it in a way, yeah. and at times I'm able to. I'm not quite at the level of a, a verbal assassin as Johnny Molson is, but you do it in a way where you are assassinating them without them knowing it. They're oblivious to just how much they're getting just lambasted at that it's, point. It's, it's like when Vladimir Putin injects yes. some sort of radioactive thing into, into your neck and you don't realize it's don't happened re until, until a week later and, and you start vomiting. They walk away from the conversation and like their friends go, dude, you just <laughs> are, are got you owned. Okay? You just got owned. And they're like, Bleh. yeah, exactly. Uh, number six, remember these are uh, Harvard trained psychologist questions that if you answer yes to any of them, you're more emotional and secure than most people. Uh, number six is, can you take criticism from others? It all depends who the other is. If I respect you, I can take your criticism. Mm -hmm. If I think you are an idiot, then I can't take your criticism. That's a good point. Most people with critiques are just idiots. Yeah, right. Usually the, the people that. that critique things the most are the dumbest. Right. Uh, do you continually strive to change and grow? I'd like to think yes, but I sometimes am stuck. At, I, you, grow into what? <laughs> I was fine 30 years ago. You know what? Now looking at it, yeah. yes. And my, yeah, my, my taste, my taste in food have grown, but my taste yes. in still a good fart joke is going to make me laugh. I've I haven't been, really gone past that. I've been 100 percent right since I was 17. Uh, can you stop yourself from reacting impulsively? That's a difficult one for me. Of like the, to, to actually take a step back, breathe for a moment before oh. making the rash decision. I thought you were talking about like buying a candy bar or. Yeah, well, emotionally secure people tend to Looking be skilled at, at deliberately choosing their responses. <laughs> mm, what do I want? I tell you, Candy what? bar, porn, mm. the Bible. I can't decide. <laughs> I can't, I'm not quite sure which one to go. <laughs> I mean, the, the Bible's got Delilah's, but right. so does the porn. That's right. Um, and finally, the last one is, do you trust that you'll be okay no matter what challenges come your way? I would hope that everyone would answer yes to that. Don't you have faith in yourself that no matter what transpires, yeah. you'll find a way to figure it out and be okay at the end of the day? That's one of those life lessons where you've got to get knocked down a couple times, and then you go, oh, I didn't die. Right. And then you press on. Yeah. And you go, I'm, but, I'm but all right. The first time it happens, it's, you, it's you, you want to give up. I think, I think being, 
being terrible with women for as long as I was really helped me with that last one of like, yeah. I, I go through rejection. I know it's going to be okay. I'll, there's another chance for me to get rejected again. I'll just, you know, and being a Cubs fan for so many years <laughs> right. also taught you that of like, you just keep trying. Eventually, maybe, just maybe, you'll get through. That's another reason to live in the Midwest. You just, you're, you're good at adversity. <laughs> yes, you, you really are. So I think, you know what? I feel better. I think hopefully you listening as well answered yes to more than one and you feel better about yourself going into the weekend um and normally when i was younger then i would be immediately knocked down because i would not speak to anyone at the bar and walk away and just stand in the corner with an overpriced drink it is mike Wimacher and johnny molson with you we'll take our last break of this of the show yeah this gets you pumped up for your friday mike i know Mike Wimacher, and I should have queued up the Rebecca Black. Yeah, you should have. That's is that, that's becoming one, though, I think, uh, that you could say to, to a kid and they have no frame of reference. The name rep, Rebecca Black? Yeah, yeah. I think that's starting to, to phase out uh, in that particular situation. Not one of the celebrities who are celebrating a birthday today, by the way. It is Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you. The final moments of a Friday edition of the program. But don't forget, the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. A new episode will be dropping later on today. So make sure you like and subscribe. So here are the celebrities. I will give you the celebrity there, Johnny, and you will give me the age you think they are. Okay. We'll begin with Ted Lang from The Love Boat. Oh, Ted Lang is, let's see, I'm going to put him at 74. Very close. Ted Lang is 76 years old today. Happy birthday to Ted Lang, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we move next. Everybody's doing the finger guns right that's now. That's right. Hey, that's a great gif. I just used that uh, over the weekend to someone. There's Isaac. the gift of him. Yep, the Isaac gif where he turns around and he <laughs> points at you. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that kind of a bartender? Heck yeah. Uh, Diane Keaton celebrating a birthday today. How old is Diane Keaton today? 82. 78. Sorry, Diane. So you're... <laughs> You're within the margin of error. Oh, well, uh, okay. Yeah. What is the margin of error, just so we can agree? I, I will say within five years, okay. I'll give you. All right. Uh, next up is one Robert Duvall. This one shocked me on Robert oh, Duvall. Yeah. He's been around for a long time, so I think Duvall, I'm going to put him at 86. Duvall is 93 today. No kidding. I was shocked when I heard Robert okay. Duvall is 93. He's but, been acting for a long time. And Dabney Coleman turned 92. 93, I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah early, earlier this week. So... I was surprised. But Robert Duvall is one of those guys. Is it, isn't he the quintessential that guy? Duvall? Of like, yeah. Of like, he's always, he's so good as a kid. Is it him or Ed Harris that is the, the greatest character actor I, I of all think, time? I, you know, Ed Harris probably more so. I mean, Duvall, you, you, mean, you associate him with The Godfather. His first role was in To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, I mean, he's got such so many iconic roles. But he's never really been the guy that's carried the movie, though, right? He's always been the Rarely. supporter. That's Rarely. what I'm saying. There, so, like, couple, yeah. so it's like I think, but when I think of character actors, sure, that are, that are like you know when they're in a movie, he's great. They're going to be great, mm-hmm. but they're also never the guy who carries the film. So I think it's either Duvall or or Ed Harris to me are the quintessential that guy of where sure. they've made a heck of a living and a heck of a career of just being so damn good. In a supporting part. Yeah, agreed. Never really carried the movie. Uh, this one, I don't know if you'll have a point of reference, uh, but people who know The Hills and know Jay Cutler will know Kristen Cavallari. I don't have a point of reference. Yeah, she was Jay Cutler's wife, but before that, she was in The Hills. She was the biggest protagonist of the show, The okay. Hills. She turns 37. I don't think you'd have a point of reference on that. Nope. Um, in the music genre, Marilyn Manson celebrating a birthday today. How old is one Marilyn Manson? 52. You're very close. Marilyn Manson is 55. 55, okay. And that's the thing that throws me, mm-hmm. and we discussed it a little bit earlier this week, um, and I felt bad making people feel old because we t- went through movies and like songs that are turning 30 or 20 sure. years old this year. When you start seeing these, ba- like Marilyn Manson 55, guys from Pearl Jam pushing 60, yeah. and you're like, holy crap. It, it, but then it checks. You, you go back and you go, okay, if they're 28 when they hit it big, mm-hmm. you know, they kicked around for a while, and you do the math, you're like, son of a B. Yep. That would be the, the, the age that they are. Uh, and the last one I have for you that you would have a point of reference for, Bradley Cooper. How old is Bradley Cooper today? 
Boy, he's a guy who I think looks younger than he is. Correct. Uh, so this I'm, seems about right to me, though. Yeah. My my gut reaction was 48. 49. 49, okay. Yeah, Bradley Cooper turns 49 years old today. Uh, he's getting a lot of... The Golden Globes are, I believe, on Saturday. I think. Um, and he's up for the Maestro on Netflix, the Leonard Bernstein oh, film yeah. that he stars in and he directed and everything else. So those are some of your celebrity birthdays. The one that threw me for a loop towards the end of the year was and I it, sometimes you re, you read these and you got I got to make sure I double check and triple check cuz I'm like sometimes they in the show prep it's someone who's dead and they like, they would be 93 Brad Pitt just turned 60 Did he at 60? I think uh Clooney is up there too, right? Isn't right, he? Yeah. He's, he's so I I I'm assuming Clooney's older than Brad Pitt, right? I, I think so, yeah. I'll have to look. I'll find out. All right. Real quick. But but when I saw that Brad Pitt was 60 I was like, Brad Pitt at 60 looks better than I ever have in my I entire know. existence. And you go, that, that, that SOB. Yeah, Clooney is 62. Good Lord. That's a handsome man. It is. Talk about age, talk about aging gracefully. Yeah. Th- those two SOBs. Good luck on them. Did that once with somebody where they had, uh, you were kind of like, hey, how old do you think I am? And there was a guy sitting across from me who was 65. And they goes, oh, you're probably like, you know, 57 or 54 or something. And I was like, oh, I like this game. How old do you think I am? And the guy nailed it right on the head. I was like, oh, wow. What? Jeez. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that birthday. It was just a couple of years ago when I met Jeremy Renner. And he told me I was looking good for how old I was. And then, of course, Renner had to come say, well, do I look this? And you're like, no, you look younger than me, you yeah. SOB. You look like a guy who's going to get eaten by a snowblower. Right. <laughs> well, a year ago. Yeah, a year he's, ago ce- yeah. he's, he's celebrating a year since that uh, transpired. So God bless you, Hawkeye. I'm glad you're able to take care of that snowblower. Which, by the way, we may be needing uh, possibly early next week. Oh, if things, Yeah, if things go the way they're supposed to go. Of course, people will start freaking out. But keep it right here on WMAY. In case that were to happen, we will try to give you updates the best we can. Johnny, always a pleasure, my friend. Likewise. And if you took nothing away from today's show, use old phone numbers as passwords and scrambled or actually idiot eggs. So next time you go 